Blake at last. Welcome to the Painter Files Podcast. I am your host, Jaws Blake. As you well know, this is episode 107. Uh, we're going to talk about lots of cool things. We're going to kind of go on like little adventures about life and love and being a painter and stories and all these things. So enjoy the ride. Let's talk about paintings, actually. One, my paintings, and then two, just kind of paintings in general. So in my life, I have been making quite a few paintings as of late. Uh, within the last month, I did about two to three paintings. Not technically three paintings. Uh, one I'm working on for kind of a t-shirt design, which I kind of struggle with. So, But I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying to perfect it which is always kind of this thing that wears you down a little bit. Uh, I did make one into a print, so that's kind of cool. And then the other one is this giant painting that I did, Big Boy, if you will. Um, And it's actually gotten a lot of really great traction for it, which is kind of cool. It's one of those random paintings that I kind of put together. But I really love how how it came about. I was conversing with an artist uh laura zombie on instagram and she put out this challenge to draw a painting that she did but in the the artist style and so i played with the idea for a little while it was a picture of a blue woman kind of in embrace with uh, anubis the egyptian guy of the dead and i thought about it and i was like so a jackal king and a lady. I can do that. So I kept playing with it and kind of putting it together. And naturally, mine looks nothing like hers <laughs> does whatsoever. Because I, I took like the first two prompts and then I just kind of ran wild with it. There's there's the, uh, the lady became like an octopus lady. And the Anubis became more kind of a more of a humanoid jackal kind of look almost looks like a fox and then I put the Anubis mask on him and then I did the two uh, the two ladies on the shoulders and then I did like a collage for anatomical hearts around them and then I looked up the word sharp in a lot of different descriptors like sharp like a knife sharp and then I did those, and then I translated all those to Spanish and Portuguese, and then I wrote all them out on top of the skin of the jackal, and then I did my color blocks, (laughs) and it's about five feet tall, and I really loved it, and apparently a lot of people did. It got featured in a couple things. I got asked actually recently to maybe be a part of a showcase they have in Spain for some some artists so that would be cool uh, I wouldn't I don't think I would go to Spain but it would be uh, they'd feature me in a in like a publication they'd have type of thing so that would be still be pretty nice honestly like I don't want to I just don't want to travel right now it's too dangerous I know that sounds you know kind of weak and lame but I just I'm not I'm not willing to put myself or anyone else in that type of 
situation as we speak, and my Spanish is so-so, <laughs> my semenos. Um, but yeah, but it's interesting, you know. I've been I've been playing with kind of these ideas and figuring out what I'm going to do next, and all these other type of patterns and colors. And the funniest thing is when I just let go and just made exactly what I wanted to make and I didn't hold back and I didn't think twice about it that's the painting that really kind of started my ascension back to where I was before I took a little break which feels good honestly there's always that fear you have as an artist that like once you've worked so much you have to take a break and then you're worried when you take a break like the world forgets you and the truth is like the world doesn't forget you you're Art is celebrated. It doesn't cease to exist because you are not currently making new things that people obsess about. They can obsess about all the other stuff. You, don't. you just got to breathe. Let it happen. See yourself in the distance, being happy, making things. And it'll all happen. It'll be exactly what it is. And it'll go from there. I think of all the art that I've made throughout the years. There's got to be, like, thousands of paintings at this point. Like, I can take two months off. <laughs> There's a thousand paintings at least. So, yeah, you know. I say, when you want to take a break, do not leave the community. Because you can always give good insight. And you can always enjoy other people's art. You don't have to, like, cut yourself off and, you know be a cicada for all intents and purposes and live underground for a while so topical uh, <laughs> yeah I don't know getting vaccinated went to see my father it is his 74th birthday as of Saturday uh, May 1st and I just wanted to just see him I hadn't seen him for you know like a year and it was nice we ate dinner we had a bunch of we joked around we talked my 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 mom number two my stepmom was there and we all laughed and we had a good time but I did something I've never done before I took a picture on the outside of my you know it's like my second home and I thought about that I was like I don't think I've ever had a photo of this in my entire life and I mean it's it's Upper Marlboro so the houses kind of look the same but <laughs> it was just nice you know it was nice to to just have that To just go forward and like save that moment. I think people say a lot of times that like with COVID and all these things that like there's not a lot of time in time in the last couple of years. Everything's kind of gone by really slow and then really fast. And I just kind of wanted to remember it the way it was. When I was little, this little kid, a lot of hair, walking in with some suitcases, 
go into my room to go to sleep with all my little furnishings and whatnot. And it was, uh, it was just funny. It's funny to, like, go back and see how I lived and what it was like and all those things. They're plain. They're simple. It's not my main home. So, you know, it wasn't set up the way my room was set up as a kid at my mom's house where I lived primarily. But it brought back a lot of memories of just kind of working and working as a kid trying to figure out how to, like, make art and keep myself busy because it was, like, so quiet (laughs) that it was almost, like, eerie to an extent because there's just nothing, there's nothing else going on there. Just Upper Marlboro in general. There's nothing. <laughs> There's nothing to do at Upper Marlboro. Uh, so I used to just read books and play computer games and play video games and try and draw and watch Nickelodeon and all these things. And it was just interesting how, like, this was a place that I, I grew up in. And I had no physical photos of it till now. It was a little trippy. Funny thing is, I could show you the photo, and you wouldn't see, you wouldn't see any of the things that I see, because, like I said, it's they're like little stucco houses, and they're they're almost identical. But it still felt like home. And he's doing well, and she's doing well. The food was nice. funny thing about a lot of this stuff is the food is oftentimes kind of a fuel of the culture and a lot of times when I think of like cultural arts and whatnot I think deeply about the food and the colors and the textures and the shapes and all these things and then that's reflective oftentimes a lot of times like in paintings and like the yellows the yellows and the browns of like a of like a chana which is like a chickpea curry and Kalalu, which is like a cream spinach, but it's Kalalu is the vegetable, but I guess here it would be like a cream spinach type of thing, and it's it's very fine and blended and all that stuff, and it's uh, it's green and kind of bluish black, but it's got like smooth lines in it. It's interesting, and then curries and curries and rotis and all these things like brown reds with like peppercorn kind of little dark spots and then there's sorrel which is a which is a drink we drink uh jamaica for a lot of other cultures uh and it's like a purple it's like a deep dark purple thick drink it's like a very distinctive flavor to it. And ginger beer and all these things. Like just a, like a ginger pulp color. Like a 
cream brown, like a yellow kind of translucency. It's so funny because like everything has like greens and reds and oranges and purples and blacks and whites and beiges and all these things. And it's just the culture is the food in a lot of ways because like those are the colors you see in the cultures and clothing and designs and everything. It's all just very fascinating on a color spectrum type of way which is interesting because like I don't know it's kind of funny like when you think of China you think of like the great uh, kind of like the great entrances to like big cities and whatnot the little textures and the colors and so on and so forth and clothing and then the foods and the flavors it just shapes so much. Like, you don't realize how much it's connected to all the things you do. Like, I imagine, like, Viking Swedes and Nords and stuff like that would have the colors probably representative of the foods, in a way. I feel like the brown of the deer, the whites of, like, the milks and stuff, and then all the salted fish and things like that it's just it's very interesting how they all play together like you want to learn something about a culture look at its color palettes you'll see a lot of things that are kind of reflective in those things and it's just i don't know it's beautiful it's just beautiful i i enjoy being a passenger in the learning process of being on the boat that takes you down the river that teaches you about life is just this incredible journey that continues to just blow me away on how much depth there is to everything. I think that's oftentimes like the thing that really interests me about a lot of these things that like we come together has all these cultures and all these foods and all these smells and textures and tastes and etc and that is our common bond that we we all eat we all drink we all laugh even the ones who don't think they laugh we all laugh we all come together I think that's really what kind of what art has like this strong essence to it because like you think about that you think of like cookbooks like cookbooks are almost like art books for all intents and purposes like photo books like all types of things you learn so much in the culture just in like the dining and all the little kind of decorative bits and pieces I kind of love it I think I may do like a rug painting I just do a giant painting of like a rug. And that might be my next piece I work on. Just all the textures and everything. It's kind of. I seem to be fascinated in it right now. Swimming in the ideas before your eyes. (laughs) 
So I said I did a print. Uh, I did do one of uh, Children of Earth. It's like this really beautiful, like little chubby cheek child, a little fro, and then birds and like her clothing design, the textures and everything, gold leaf and like color color swashes and like different directions, different shapes. It's just beautiful. And of course crows. <laughs> it's just beautiful, you know. I love making I love making art that I can then take and make a print out of that I really love. And so I did that. Uh it's only like twenty bucks. So those who want to get one, pick one up. I'll try and remember to put a description in put a link in the description so that I remember to do that because I'm so bad about doing that specific thing. <laughs> and, yeah. And then, yeah, I'm working on the shirts, like I said before. The shirts are coming along, but they are difficult because I need them to kind of work on a digital image, but what I I'm making them on physical paintings and then transferring them. But I feel like they're not quite exactly what I want them to look like. So I'm continuously playing with them and messing with them and trying to figure out how I can configure them maybe with my Wacom pad on my computer, like redraw them and do all these things. Uh, it's difficult. <laughs> it is a medium that I am very much uncomfortable with, but I'm, I'm getting better about it. I'm working hard on it. Uh, and it's coming around, you know. Like I said before, I'm trying to figure out, like, ways to make things that work as passive income in addition to all the things that I'm constantly making. And it's just, like, it's a peaceful way to kind of make things. So if people want to pick up something and it's not too much uh, money, basically, as opposed to a full-on, gorgeous, real-life texture, smell present fest of a real painting <laughs> yes all those words i don't know I, I enjoy making prints though i really do i didn't think i would but i do uh, i do make it a rule though if i sell a painting i typically will not sell prints of it ever again it just feels weird to do that it feels like i've like broken a rule in some way and not like in a fun way like in a sleazy kind of shitty way <laughs> Which is just my own personal rule. It's not a rule that anybody else has ever told me to do or anything like that. I think you have to figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And in those things, you then kind of work forward and backwards to figure out what will come about. Um, yeah. And so, so I do, and that's what I am. Um, there's an interesting aspect that I went to Fiverr last week. And I paid a composer to make us a new theme song, theme music, for the podcast, which you should have heard at the beginning of the podcast. I'm very excited about it. So, yeah. All these things. They're all coming together. Slowly but surely. talk about some social issues 
they're inevitable. They're unavoidable and inevitable. If you live in the world, you are facing them at some point in time. And if you are not facing them, send me an invite. I'd love to live there, honestly. It's, uh, it's been an interesting time. Um, George Floyd's murderer, uh, Chauvin, is going to jail for like 40 years. So this is a rare moment of celebration. It doesn't necessarily mean the world's going to change and people are going to stop killing people and we're not going to deal with police brutality anymore or anything like that. But it does mean we have a victory. And so we should celebrate that. His family gets a monochrome of peace. I don't know that you really ever really kind of get complete peace of mind after anything like that ever happens. I don't see how you could. And it's interesting because I I knew a lot of people who made a lot of art during that time, myself included, before the trial. And it was just to kind of get out all the emotion and all the fear. Because it's really traumatizing, honestly. Like, there's just, there's nothing about it that doesn't make your body hurt and your spine feel uncomfortable in your body and everything just feel weird and awkward. Which is pretty much how it's felt this whole time. And then all these other people have been dying and being killed (sighs) by the police. And then the voting laws that Georgia enacted and a bunch of other places enacted that really only affect people of color who live in that area because they are expected to have driver's licenses to vote, which is ridiculous because it is not necessary. You give someone your name, they look you up on a log, you're on said log, you vote. That's it. Everybody else lives that life just like that. But, you know, it's easier to do it to them because you don't want them to vote. Not you, obviously. But they don't want them to vote. And so, because, you know, an election changed the world again. (laughs) And they really, really, really don't like that. And that's depressing. Mm. Stoic moment. I think in this world that people don't oftentimes know enough about, or Americans specifically, don't know enough about American history. Because they know about certain history, but they don't know about American history. And because they don't know about American history, they oftentimes think that something is more based on They think it's like, oh, well, it's a Black History Month or it's Hispanic History Month or Asian American History Month. And they think about it as a separate thing, but it's all American history. Like, it's not just Benjamin Franklin. It's George Washington Carver. It's Hugo Chavez. (laughs) Not Hugo Chavez. Uh, Cesar Chavez. It's all these people who really kind of changed the way America works and made it better for everybody. And it's just kind of important that when you start to see everyone as like a combined group together, that then when these things happen, you can go, yeah, that's not right. No American, 
no human being should ever face anything like that. Should ever have those moments. And so a lot of times I say that. And I say that with, you know, people who are guilty about things too, where, you know, if you did something you weren't supposed to do and there are problems that ensue from that, like you did something you weren't supposed to do and so on, the question would be, you know, what is the proper response to someone not doing something they're supposed to do? The kid graffitis a mural on a wall. They're not supposed to. The kid should not die. Someone has a drug addiction. They should not die. Really, death is kind of not the answer for anything. Violence and death are more reactions than they are solutions. And I think maybe that's what it is. It's that we, we don't look for solutions more. Sometimes we look towards the actions and then we try and make excuses for the actions when someone dies to kind of not personalize it and take it in. And I'm asking you to personalize it and take it in. We don't need more... As much as we don't need any more Casey Anthony's in the world, we, we absolutely don't need more Emmett Till's either. We don't need more... death and violence. You see someone in pain, help them. Just help them. The world gets better when we do better things for each other. Sounds like. So, as you all have known, I have been on kind of a health kick. I've been working out and taking vitamins and meditating and all these things. And in that, you guys have asked me, my Gladys, my Jinchi, have asked me to continue to do meditation stuff with you. Which I've really loved, honestly. Like, it's really been this really beautiful, like, heartfelt thing to share with you. And so, let's do another meditation, you know. <laughs> I always get the hiccups. I apologize. <sighs> I think meditation is really important, particularly after we talk about some harsh things, like social issues and whatnot. To just kind of, you have to get it out. But you do have to then find peace afterwards. Because just carrying all that on your back and inside of you is, it's killing you. It's not, it's not what it should be. So, should we meditate? I think we should. All right. My pens in my jar. Meditational noises. <laughs> okay. Maybe not those. Um, yeah. So, I want you to work on your breathing. A little bit of in. A little bit out. A little bit of in. A little bit out. So we're going to walk onto a beach together. 
and take our shoes off and our socks off and roll our pant legs up so we don't get sand everywhere. We're just gonna walk on that beach. I want you to feel the 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 graininess and the light but heaviness of it as you walk and sink a little. Each kind of toe step. Slowly kind of and into the sand. Come and sit down beside me. I'm looking at the water while watching the sunset. And the sound of the ocean is just this endless wave. Remember your breathing. We're just sitting here, feeling the cold breeze of the ocean. Hearing it all crash and come through. It's just this soothing, medicinal smell. A little low tidy, I'm gonna be honest, but it's okay. See the seagulls, see the dolphins. See the waves, the lips of the wave curl and crash into the beach. Beach, not the beach, <laughs> the beach. And then the white, the foam just kind of rolls forward. Not quite touching you, but close. I'm just gonna breathe. I'm gonna take our hands and dig them into the cool sand, palms down, coldness underneath. Your hands are a little buried, and wiggle your fingers. Stretch them wide and wiggle them. Just get all that energy out. All that force and fierceness and fighting and other F words. I guess that's veracity, not ferocity. Whatever, we're not going to worry about it. We're just going to breathe. Roll your shoulders a little bit. Roll them forward, roll them back. Bend your neck down. Bend your head up towards the sky. Straighten your back. Lower your shoulders. Roll your head a little on your neck. Listen to all the sounds your body makes. Be aware. Roll your shoulders. Cross your hands. Lean one way. Stretch. Lean another way. Stretch. Put your hands up above your head. Open your fingers and bring your hands all the way down to your legs. Breathe in. Breathe out. The key is to just be in the moment. Stay at the beach as long as you want.
the beaches of lifetime. All right, guys, it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> I love you. Thank you for supporting the podcast. You do so much. It is really amazing and beautiful to have these moments with you. This is episode 107. Please, if you can, go to any major podcasting thing and rate and review the podcast. We currently have zero ratings whatsoever on anything. And every time you rate, it actually helps people find us. And we can kind of celebrate more of this together. And that would be really beautiful. So I appreciate all the things you do. Uh, You can find me on pretty much every major anything um as joar blake that's patreon twitter uh instagram all these places uh we do have a a painter files podcast twitter now twitter handle now so i'll be sharing like artworks and like little things and thoughts and stuff as well as episodes on that um yeah and it's just it's really great honestly to just kind of be out there doing all the things that we want to do so, until next time, I will talk to you later. Ciao, and paint her out. Love you. Bye.